Nightlife with Philip Clark on ABC Radio. Joining us for a look at business and finance this week is the ABC's business editor, Ian Verinder. Ian, good evening. Welcome to Nightlife. Good evening, Phil. Good to be here. Yeah, no, great to have you with us too. There's a lot of discussion about the Reserve Bank and their policy of raising interest rates. We're now being told by the NAB that get ready for another three months of interest rate rises, which will push their rate uh, to somewhere close to 5%. Mm. So... Uh, but plenty of people are saying the the Reserve Bank's on the wrong track here. That they are pushing into us by the, well, they're pushing us into a recession that we don't necessarily have to have at all. No, I mean, and it's not just the Reserve Bank because mm. this is an international phenomenon, and uh, it all, in many ways, I mean, look, you know. If you have to kill inflation, then the obvious way, the, the blunt tool is interest rates, mm. and that's what everybody's using. And at we, the do need to, we do need to put a little inflation. We do. We so, do. And yeah. we did need to get in interest rates off, you know, 0% mm. because it's a ridiculous level to have interest rates at. But it's the speed at which they've been pushed through. And obviously, a panicked. Uh, central banks have pushed through, having not believed that uh, inflation was actually uh, a thing uh, late early last year, they left it a little too late and then they've panicked and they've pushed them through at enormous speed. Hmm. The problem now is we're at a point where having pushed them through so quickly uh, and to such a, a high level off of extraordinarily low base that people are starting to question whether or not they're on the right track. And a lot of this, the theory gets down to, uh, as to why we should or shouldn't push rates ever, ever higher, gets down to a, an obscure theory that uh, many people would never have heard about called uh, the Phillips curve. Although, in a way, that's right, and I'll get you to explain it in a second, but, but, but this is trotted out all the time though now, isn't it? As though it's completely orthodox that, that we don't want to get into a wage price inflation yeah. spiral, and we... We're told this all the time. This, this wage price inflation spiral is essentially the invention of this, this yeah. of this guy, William Phillips. Tell us about him. Well, you know, it, it, look, it's quite a neat theory, and it and it you know goes mm. fits right in with neoclassical economics that you know about supply and demand. Mm -hmm. So as uh, the the uh, labour force tightens, as you've got less supply of labour because people, you know, were approaching full employment, yeah. you would expect that there's shortages of labour, therefore people demand higher wages, those wages then flow through into uh, higher prices, prices for other things, and then people demand more wages to be able to pay the bill. So that's the, the kind of theory. It's, all, it's orthodox. It's, it's yeah. orthodox. It's, it's, what, it's it's what almost everybody who thinks about this believes. It makes perfect sense. If you had a completely free economy that, you know, there were no restrictions on, on the supply of labour or the price of labour or anything else, if workers could simply go out and demand more and, and be paid more. Mm. Uh, but it, but it, it's, a, it's a theory that fits right in with the orthodoxy. You're absolutely right. What's happened, though, in the past 10 to 20 years is that the relationship between unemployment and inflation has broken right down. And look, to be honest with you, uh, even right back when he first wrote it up in 1958, there were people who were complaining that this isn't really, you know, like sometimes it explains the way things work, sometimes it doesn't. Mm. But he had an enormous impact on on thinking, particularly uh, throughout when central banks really just rose to power back in the 70s. And what they did, you know, after that big inflationary spike of the 70s is they adopted his theory and adopted it with gusto. So it's become one of the great credos of modern economics, the, the Phillips curve. The only way, the only way you can bust an inflationary breakout 
is to make sure you've got a lot of people out of work, mm. right? Create, create an unemployment. Yeah. And so pro- up until the 70s, you know, in the post-war era, um, when governments talked about achieving full employment, they were, they were targeting 0% unemployment, right? So they wanted as many people as possible in the workforce. Once this theory got into practice, it was assumed that no, 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 no. What we need to keep inflation under control forevermore is to have a large pool of people who are out of work. And the, the, the generally accepted amount was 5% of the workforce mm-hmm. should be unemployed to ensure that we don't get an inflationary breakout. And the thing is, even though the relationship has broken down over the years, because, you know, you think back to the 1970s and the number of industrial disputes we used to have in Australia. Yeah. And think about, how many we've, think about how many we've got now, you know, hardly any. Never hear of them. And, you, know, you know, remember the newspapers. We had industrial relations reporters reporting every on this Easter, strike and that every strike. Every Easter, every Christmas, <laughs> there'll be, be airline strikes. Yeah. Now, if you want to go on strike, you've got to apply to the courts. You've got to actually get permission to go on strike, yeah. which kind of goes against the whole ethos of the union movement back then. So it's a very different world these days. But the thinking among central banks in particular hasn't changed. So they still believe that even though the inflation spikes that we've had in the past you know, uh, 18 months or so have really been the result of supply shortages uh, and the result of a war in Ukraine and also the fact that so much stimulus was pumped into the economy back, uh, back during the pandemic. You know, it hasn't been workers up there pushing through more wage rises. Uh, and, and look at just look at the, the trends too. In the lead up to the pandemic, we had very strong uh, employment and very strong jobs growth in Australia, in the US, uh, but we didn't have a, 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 an inflationary breakout. And in fact, back then, you might recall the Reserve Bank of Australia was pleading with everybody to pay more wages to workers because wages growth had fallen to record lows. That's right. And since the pandemic, we've had you know continual way, uh, employment growth. I mean, Australian unemployment three point five percent. That's at a uh, you know a half a century low. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's a record low. Um, and in the States, we're at 54-year lows with 3.4%. So we've got very strong um, you know, employment, but not a, a massive wages breakout. And in fact, the only wages demands are coming because inflation has, has blown yeah. up, not, not wages. So the, the orthodoxy is being challenged, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you've, got this, you've got the International Monetary Fund chief economist, Olivier Blanchard. He's got stuck in. I mean, there are... There are well, not legions, but there are plenty of other heavyweight economists oh, saying yeah. we've got to do something. This is this doesn't work. People, anymore. people, they're calling for the banning of the Phillips curve. Yeah, right? well, it doesn't work you know? exactly. Well, I mean, we haven't seen protests in the street yet. You know, <laughs> what do we want? Get rid of the Phillips curve now. But but it's you know it is a debate that's raging. Uh, but you know, you've still got central banks in the firm belief that okay, we've got this inflation problem now. We are not going to solve it permanently unless we get more people out of work. Mm. Now the former. Um, U.S. Head of Treasury, uh, Larry Summers, has made it plain that he doesn't think inflation will be fixed uh, in, a, in the U.S. and therefore the world until we see we're, uh, a 6% unemployment rate. Now, you know, this is what this is where the orthodoxy is pushing, you know, central banks. And that is one of the reasons why they seem to be, you know, on this mission to continue to raise interest rates, even though all the evidence is suggesting that inflation is actually starting to come off the boil. Yeah. 
and there's such a big lag that we don't know how much damage we've actually done to the economy and we won't know for quite a few months exactly. yet. Anyway, the Australian Reserve Bank is is full to the gills with Phillips Curve believers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To, look, to their credit, the Reserve Bank of Australia has actually made this subtle change. You know, you mentioned before the, the mm. wages price spiral. Mm. Um, they've been talking about the prices wage spiral. So they've uh. now you know, admitted that it's not workers that have caused the inflationary breakout. It's other factors that are now feeding through into demands for higher wages. But, you know, our wages growth is still way below the inflation rate. So ordinary workers are taking a real pay cut at a time when they're being hit with well, massive price mm. rises for, for essential uh, goods and services and huge lifts in, uh, in interest rates. Mm. Yeah, not, look, in other words, we're heading towards a crisis that we didn't have to have. Well, they could be about to make it very much worse because they yeah. refuse to give up on this arcane theory, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, um, it's, it's, an ominous, it's an ominous kind of prospect. In, is anybody else trying anything else? No, in the world, no, no. not really. I mean, mm. you know, there's a there's pretty much a unified response from mm. from all central banks in the developed world that the only fix is higher in, in interest rates, mm. and this is the problem though. Okay, they've raised interest rates to kill off the inflationary spike, but they now seem determined that they need to get uh, unemployment higher to get wages down. And, you know, last month, in, for instance, in the US, um, you know, there were record way, uh, jobs growth that mm. was uh, announced. And that just sent panic through financial markets because they knew what was coming next, which is uh, a doubling down on interest rate hikes. Mm. Yep. Okay. Ian, good to talk, I think. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife. 